0: Radio M.D., MD RadioMD.com. A daily dose of Melanie means a daily dose of health. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. If you've got a graduate in the family, embarking on life after college is daunting, scary, exciting, confusing. Moving back in with mom and dad is easy and safe and controlled. So really, what do you do? My guest today is Sarah Benincasa. She's a comedian and author of DC Trip and Agora Fabulous, Dispatches from My Bedroom. I do love that name. Welcome to the show, Sarah. So, Kids after college more and more, like he said in Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield said, move back in with your parents. It's easy. What do you tell kids after college?
1: Well, I say, listen, um, here's the deal. You've been spat out into a world that is sometimes not welcoming. You're probably not going to get your dream job on the first try. And if you do, you may find that your dream job uh, is not all it's cracked up to be. What you need to do is take care of yourself first, put your own oxygen mask on first, and then you can be in the world and, and, and hopefully be happy. But you're going to get knocked down a few times, and that's okay. If you roll with it, you'll be all right. You know, there's nothing wrong with, uh, with moving back in with your parents, particularly if you'd prefer to do that versus living with 18 roommates in a hovel <laughs> somewhere. Um, that's and true. if you do that, do it strategically. Do it to save money to get where you want to go.
0: But see, here's the problem with some of the millennials and things that I know personally. I have lots of nieces and nephews and such. They all think they're going right to the top. And, and Bill Gates gave a wonderful speech to the graduates, I think, last year, saying if you think you're going to you know, start Google and start Microsoft right out of the gate, think again because you need to work hard. They, they all think it's an immediate fix now, Sarah, don't they? They think that they can just come right out and boom, there they go. They're a millionaire now.
1: Some of them do, and then I think they get knocked on their bottom pretty swiftly.
0: (laughs) Which I think Um, they probably deserve at that point if they're thinking that way.
1: Yeah, I think that, well, I think they also were raised in a a, a culture of of reality television and instant gratification, and I like reality television sometimes, and I like instant gratification most of the time. But they they were raised and marinating in this culture where you can be famous for anything, and the idea that fame is an instant thing and that that brings with it riches sometimes comes across. I mean, a lot of them are, are super savvy, savvy and super smart, but there is a kind of entitlement that you see in some of them. And um, there's a difference between the kind of motivation that makes someone confident and determined and ambitious versus entitled. And I've seen examples of both. So um, I would also say to them, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job at some point. You're going to get downsized, you're going to get fired, um, you're going to get let go for reasons beyond your control. And this is a world where there is no job security anywhere. So knowing that, be confident in yourself and work really, really hard so that when that happens, you can hit the ground running and you can be resilient and recover and move on to the next gig.
0: So what about your college major, whatever you majored in, and some liberal arts, they come out and they start twirling around, not sure where to go with that degree, but what do you do with your degree, and that it doesn't necessarily say that that's where you're going in life?
1: You know, the college industrial complex is a beautiful thing. It is an industry. (laughs) College industrial
0: complex. Good. (laughs) Yeah, that's good.
1: And, you know, when you go to college, what I would say to high school kids is when you choose your college... If you choose to go to college, um, you are choosing, you're, you're buying friends and you're buying the people who will, you're paying for the people who will help you out in the future. So ideally, if I'm talking to a high school kid who's in the junior year or in the senior year, I would say choose a place with a strong alumni group that is clearly involved and helps people who graduate from the same place because you're part of the same club. Um, for people who have already made that choice and done that, um, the deal is that, Nothing gets handed to you, but um, people are often willing to lend you a hand if you are kind and hardworking and demonstrate a, a willingness to assist them in return, and... You know, uh, there are a lot of there is sort of a, a an epidemic with 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 every next generation that comes in, the older generation complains in some way about it, right? So the generation X complains about the millennials, and whatever comes next, the millennials will complain about them. But there is always some truth to it as well, and it's important to be ambitious. It's not great to be entitled.
0: So when you say about asking a successful woman. And I think you're talking about women asking women, not necessarily men coming out of college asking woman. Oh, no, I'm why talking say, about men and women Oh, men, you're too. Okay, so why are you asking mm-hmm. about saying ask a successful woman? So
1: I would say if you are in a field where it's, it's entirely women-dominated, this probably isn't going to apply. But if you're in a field where at the tippy-top, the people who rise to the top um, tend to be men, and, and you can identify a woman leader, uh, a woman who is outstanding, who has risen to the top. I would say, if you want to learn about best practices, if you want advice, go to her first. And the reason is this. If she succeeded in a male-dominated industry, chances are she has been knocked down a few times, and she's had to deal with sexism, and she's had to deal with being underestimated or even overestimated. She's had to deal with some stuff. And people who've had to deal with some stuff because they don't fit in and they've had to fight to prove their worth are often among the wisest. That doesn't mean don't also talk to the dudes who are extraordinarily
0: adept at being CEOs, perhaps. No, but I understand why you're saying that, and that's very timely in light of Hillary Clinton being the first female to do this and talk about being knocked down a million times. So, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Women that are in those positions get knocked down and just have to keep pushing and keep getting back up there and and fighting for whatever it is that they want. It doesn't come as easy for us, it would seem. If
1: we, yeah, I mean, I think when we succeed, yeah, yeah, have your exceptions where somebody gets handed something but typically when we succeed it's in a male-dominated industry it's because of a grit and determination and also disproportionately child care is placed on us elder care is placed on us so ask a a woman because she's probably been through had some hard knocks and has some hard-won wisdom and then after that you know ask the dudes
0: then you can ask the dudes, but I mean, we, you know, it's a little bit easier for them sometimes, but what do you mean by sometimes. stop apologizing? We only have about a minute and a half left, and you're saying people should stop apologizing for everything.
1: Yeah, apolo- when you apologize for everything, it takes away the power of a true apology. When you really feel sadness and want and, and regret, when you say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I've apologized for bumping into tables. I've apologized to the <laughs> table. <laughs> There's a lot of people who do that. Uh, don't do that. You Save your apologies for when you really, truly, truly mean it.
0: Plus, it makes you look like a bit of a mouse. I mean, if you're like, oh, my oh, yeah, God, I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, like you say, save those apologies for when you really mean it. Where can people find out more about you and your books and all this stuff?
1: Oh, sure. Um, com and at Sarah J SarahJBenenCasa on Twitter. And I have four books out, and they're available at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And um, ask your local small bookshop if they have them.
0: So I want to just we have about a minute left. So let's just do some sort of best advice ending here for graduates whether they're graduating high school or graduating college and what you tell people to make them smile, to make them laugh, but make them think.
1: I say you're going to lose a job probably more than once. So what is most that important That doesn't make of all, them
0: smile. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I say what is most important of all Is that you bounce back? It's not getting knocked down. That's going to happen to you, but it's your ability to bounce back. So be resilient.
0: Yeah, your ability to bounce back, because you will get knocked down, life throws you curveballs, and things happen, and as long as you can turn it around, turn the other cheek, make lemonade, any of those cliches, you can always seem to be resilient, because things do happen, and you know, young people, you're resilient, you can always come up with something, and everything hasn't been thought of yet, so you can come up with your own new ideas, just like we did here at RadioMD.com, and that's what we're doing, is she Sharing all that great information with you. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well.